listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Monday, the 20th of September. You are listening to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. Before we start, here is a very important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. It's a brand new week and Alice is back. Hi Alice. Hi Jose. Yeah, I'm back. You're back. Back in back in back in the back in the office, already back on the recap. So great to have you back. Yeah, I know. Did you have a great holiday? I did. I did. It's actually been quite tough getting back into um <laughs> work today back to reality i know but yeah excited to be back on recap that's for sure yeah that's good to hear yeah uh yeah yeah but g- g- coming back from holiday is always a bit tough but always always have recap that's right it has a special place in my heart but tell me jose are you much of a football fan uh uh yeah i think i've watched some games my dad always ends up watching like you know portuguese uh football or spanish football but uh, I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't say I'm a huge fan. I think that, that's that's the game where they sort of like they fall about a lot and scream at yeah. the, the ref and stuff and go, "Oh, I'm hurt," and then they're perfectly fine about two seconds later. Yeah, is that yeah? That's <laughs> yeah. Some it. theatrics in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I've got some news about Manchester United, the British football club. Oh, okay, so they've, uh, they've been having a few wins lately. Uh, yeah, well, one thing I can tell you is that they won overnight against West Ham. That's one of the other football clubs in in the English Premier League, um, I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, totally. I'm enjoying this chat, but what has this got to do with financial markets? Well, did you know that Manchester United is listed on the New York Stock Exchange? What? I did actually not know that. That's hilarious. Is that, I mean, is that legal? Can they do that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they operate as a company. Um, I guess you could, you know, they can, you can really take the term super fan to a whole new level, you know, if you're a Man U fan. Oh, exactly. You just, just buy into the company. So, so, so they operate as, as a company and how do they, they make sure money? Do. Well, there's three business divisions that they have. So the first one is what they call commercial. Mm. Now, this is where they make money from monetizing their brand. Uh, this is stuff like sponsorships or selling their branded apparel, like, you know, um, their football shirts and stuff like mm. that. Then you've got their broadcasting revenue. And this is um, like selling media rights to um, of their games to broadcasters. Then lastly, you've got what they call match day. And this includes revenue from football match day activities, like uh, when their teams are playing at their stadium called Old Trafford. So ticket sales and, mm. and all things like that. Okay, so why was Man U in the news? And sorry about my Slack notification earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on doing it. Well, I'm apart so sorry. from their uh, apart from their win, Manu was also in the news because over the weekend the football club also released uh, their financial results for the year end of June. Ah, cool. I see. So how did they go? 
Well, their total revenue fell around 3% for the year to £494 million. Now, Man U said that COVID has disrupted their operations, namely from their match day revenue. Uh, so they couldn't have fans watching their games at the stadium. So that meant their match day revenue fell 92% for the year um, to around £7 million. But it wasn't uh, all you know, bad news. Um, this drop in revenue was offset by an increase in broadcasting revenue. Right. Uh, so they increased the money that they made from broadcasters by over 80% uh, to 255 million pounds. Wow, okay. So they lost revenue from match day, but the increased broadcasting revenue helped to soften the blow. I guess that makes sense. How, how did this impact their earnings? Well, Man U made a net loss of £92 million for the year. This was much greater than the loss of £23 million um, that the club made last year. But Man U did say that um, the big tax expense was a key driver of this change in loss for the year. Now, what happened was the UK changed their corporate tax rate from 19% to 25% during the year. Um, Manchester United said that this change in the tax rate and the the subsequent accounting changes that they had to make led to that big change in net loss. Right. And so what's the next year looking like for Man U? Well, the executive vice president, uh, Ed Woodward, he said that it's been an exciting start to the season. So they've got crowds back at Old Trafford now, um, back to full capacity. And they've also welcomed back uh, football superstar Cristian Ronaldo. Um, and I mean, I'm no super fan, but I know who Ronaldo is. Sure, even I do, um, yeah. <laughs> so he's signed with um, Man U for the season and they've got a couple of other um, new players that they've signed on as well. So Woodward said that we can look forward to the rest to the, to the, we can look forward to the rest of the season uh, and beyond with great optimism. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you very much, Alice. All right. So do you have anything local uh, for us today, Jose? Yeah, I sure do. So Somerset Group announced today that it's been granted resource consent to build a new retirement village in Cambridge. Alrighty. So what's the background on Somerset Group? Uh, yeah, so as you can probably guess, Somerset is all about building and running uh, retirement villages. They've got 34 facilities around New Zealand. They're the second biggest retirement operator in New Zealand, uh, taking number one spot in terms of size and uh, kind of revenue and profit and stuff like that is Ryman Healthcare. Uh, Somerset released, actually, just out of interest, their first half of 2021 results last month. Uh, they made a net profit of after tax of $263 million. Uh, that was after a $260 million increase in property re-evaluations. Alrighty, so they're building a new village. Mm. How big is this going to be? It's going to be sizable. It's going to cost them $150 million to build. Uh, It's going to have 260 villas and cottages and cater for over 400 residents. Uh, Somerset says it should end up employing around 200 people to get the thing up and going forward should employ around 50 permanent full-time staff. Okay, and so now they've got their consent to go ahead, when are they actually going to start building it? Yeah, Somerset says they expect to start cranking on the site this year with residents able to move in uh, from 2023. We'll move on from that. Alice, you've got some news about an oil company looking to reduce carbon emissions, don't you? 
I sure do. So Royal Dutch Shell, or Shell as you might be more familiar with, um, they said that they plan to start producing low-carbon jet fuel at scale by 2025. Right, okay. So before we dig into this, Shell's one of the big oil companies, right? Yeah, correct. So they are headquartered in the Netherlands, uh, but they have operations in all over the world. So I think I actually read over 90 countries um, that they're in. Um, so they are a listed company and they they are a big company. They're listed on multiple exchanges, including uh, Amsterdam, London and New York stock exchanges. And so what's all this about getting into low carbon jet fuel? Well, as I mentioned just before, Shell said that it wants to wrap up uh, their production of low carbon jet fuel. Now, this comes as an attempt to encourage the world's airlines to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So Shell has said that they're aiming to produce 2 million tonnes of what they call sustainable aviation fuel by 2025. Now, this, according to Shell, is 10 times the amount of sustainable aviation fuel that's currently being produced globally. Right. Sustainable aviation fuel. How do they even make that? Well, Shell said that this fuel is produced from cooking oil, plants and animal fat. Animal fat. But a key thing is that it could cut up to 80% of aviation emissions. Now, this is relevant because the aviation industry accounts for 3% of the world's carbon emissions. Right. So that's really interesting. So this type of fuel already exists. It does, but according to an investment bank called Jefferies, it accounts for less than 0.1% of global aviation fuel demand. Now, a key reason for this is due to the cost, which is up to eight sorry eight times higher than regular jet fuel. Uh, another contributing factor is the limited supply of the materials that go into making the fuel. Okay, so how is Shell planning on producing this much sustainable aviation fuel then? Well, as a first step, Shell is planning on building a biofuels processing plant at their refinery in Rotterdam. Uh, The company wants sustainable aviation fuel to make up half of this processing plant's output. Uh, Now, the plant is expected to start production in 2024. Thanks very much, Alice. We almost became a uh, football uh, fan podcast for a second about there. Almost, except for the fact that I really don't know too much about football. (laughs) You would have done fine. (laughs) Uh, Great to have you back, Alice. And thanks to everybody else out out there for listening. That was a recap for the 20th of September. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow. Ka kite anō. Mā te wā.